This week on The Meg Rock Show, I was able to sit down with Lisa Winston. Lisa is an intuitive mindset and resilience coach. If there is one human that is resilient, it is Lisa. Lisa's story is absolutely unbelievable, you guys, and her power to heal and to change the world is just, it will give you goosebumps. Lisa's story, oh my gosh, she was molested as a child. She was gang raped in her 20s. She suffered from breast cancer. She lost numerous homes in wildfires. She's also still getting over neuro Lyme's disease. You will learn so much about Lyme's disease, the holistic treatments that she has gone through to help heal her and her mission to change and help more people understand that life is not happening to them, it's happening for them. You guys are going to love this episode. Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self-love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the you are. Let's rock this out. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so excited to have you on my show. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. I can't wait for our conversation. (laughs) Yes, me too. Okay, well, I love hearing people's stories because our stories and the trials and all the human things we go through in our life are what um, propel us and give us clarity on our journey. And Gosh, I mean, looking at looking at your bio, I mean, you lost your home to a wildfire. You went through breast cancer, neuro Lyme disease, and like all traumas, a lot of times we have these awakenings or we 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 are yearning for something that's going to give us that peace outside of ourselves and you wanted and we're seeking a deeper connection to source. So, let's just start with your story and let's talk about how you ended up where you are today. Gosh, when everybody asks me that, I kind of cringe because it's so long. I mean, seriously, I was the biggest weirdo on the planet. When I came into the planet, I was fearful right from the start. You know, I didn't realize back then that I was a sensitive, intuitive empath. And so I was not accepted by my family. They loved me the best they could, but I was told I was too much. I attracted so many things to me because of the fear that I came in with and um, had a lot of bad experiences, almost had my legs chopped off. I was molested at five. The neighbor boy tried to kill me, (laughs) you know, and then as I went on, you know, I hated school, right? I didn't fit in because I was, I had a lot of learning disabilities. Um, And then obviously I went through abuse and gang rape in college. And I mean, two toxic divorces, one with a narcissist sociopath. So you name it. I had this string of things, right? And really and truly when I wrote my book, your turning point that tells the story and it's very vulnerable. I share probably more than I should have in there, but um, it really was the fires and the uh, breast cancer, you know, cause that was two months after I lost my house really turned things for me. It pivoted things. I was so miserable and so unhappy. And I spent so much time on my knees and on my face going, if there's a God, somebody help me. But I always felt like connected. You know, I always felt that I was special. I was a born again Christian. I was a Messianic Jew. I went through the whole thing trying to find out what that all meant. So when I was 54, this was after the fires and the breast cancer, after a 40 year, almost 40 year career, I think it was 34 year career at that time, music career, vocalist, I was a vocalist, had my own band in San Diego, et cetera, et cetera. 
I took my daughter and I left a 15 year toxic relationship and I embarked on a journey that was scary, but I had a calling like so many of us do. And I knew there was something in there. I didn't know what it was. And so it really, I have to tell you in the last eight years <laughs> and I had neural Lyme disease. I got hit with that two years ago, but I, so we're always in the process of awakening and, you know, growing and, and all that, but it really was that, that moment. And I have to tell your listeners also that before the fire, I used to say, I'm burnt out on my business. I'm so, yeah, I'm so burnt out. Everything's burnt out. And then I lost everything. But in the year before the fires, I was reading Eckhart Tolle. It was into the present moment awareness. I was practicing Qigong every day for hours. So I was amping up my, uh, you know, my intuitive connection and my, my connection to source. And as that was happening, the only way I was able to actually leave that 15 year relationship, I had a daughter, I was a musician, I wasn't making a lot of money. I had an actual intuitive download. And many of your listeners will know that when something comes in and it hits you, you just know that you know, and you pick up and you do it. And that's one of the reasons I teach how important it is to follow your intuition and take those little steps that oftentimes don't make sense and you don't know where they're going and it's into the unknown, but it's moving you in the direction you're supposed to go. That's so incredibly powerful. Okay. So thinking about your breast cancer and knowing what you know, as an intuitive, you know, I talk about a lot about this on my show. A lot of people that are listening to my podcast have been on a spiritual journey. So they understand a lot of this lingo. A lot of people are new to this and they're new to chakras and energy and how, you know, disease is basically the beginning of disease. And so looking at your breast cancer, can you look back over your life and think of, oh my gosh, like this is what settled in my chest. Yeah, I think there were many things. Um, I think mine was simpler than that. Um, I had a lot of mother father issues. And I want to share with your listeners also that I, I changed my language from my breast cancer to the breast cancer because it's not mine. I don't own it. And so I have to really remind everybody that we need to watch our language because if you don't want to own something, don't call it yours. But um, uh, I think truly it was just a lesson and it was a test. I mean, after we had lost everything in the fire, I mean, my daughter had lost her home with her dad in the wildfires four years previous to what we had lost our home in. And so here I had this child who was just freaking out because we had hundred foot walls of flames, hundred mile an hour window, you know, winds and in the middle of the night, no warning, no call, no reverse 911. So we had to like, it. we had 10 minutes to get out. You know, the doors were slamming open and closed. The embers were burning our skin. It was crazy. So that was a trauma in and of itself and had significance. But two months later, I knew that I had breast cancer. I knew the lump in my breast was something. And I truly believe that it was the trauma, just the trauma alone, because there was no history of breast cancer in my family. My mother at 88 passed from breast cancer, but that's that happens oftentimes in, in older age. Um, so I really believe it was from the trauma and it was terrifying because when you go to, I'm a holistic girl, right? So when you go to a Western medical doctor, they wanted to lop off both my breasts just in case. And they wanted to do all these tests. And I said, no. So they almost fired me as a patient because I was like, you deal with this one. I'm trying to rebuild my life and my house. I'm not doing all of this. And so it may have had something to do with mother, father, you know, the left, the right has different energies and things like that. But I really truly believe it was just this 
this trauma that came out from the event itself, because I did have PTSD for years after that, and so did my daughter. And I think it also was a greater lesson. I have to share with your listeners, when this stuff happens, this is another thing that I teach because I've lived it. Life is really happening for us, not to us. We are not victims. And I, I know you can go all over the place. I mean, with rape, murder, et cetera, et cetera. I get that. But we don't see the bigger picture. And I really believe that everything that happens to us, every challenge that happens for us is here to refine us, not define us. So what are you gonna do with that challenge? You know, the biggest thing is ask yourself, what is this here to teach me? And what action can I take in this very moment to move through this? So I had to live in present moment awareness every day. I had, I walked out with a toothbrush, my two dogs, my daughter, and some pictures, I think. So when you're in that space, you're living present moment day to day. You don't know what's happening. You're just doing and being in that moment. When I got back into my house after it was rebuilt is when I freaked out. I was like, this is not my house. This is not my space. And that shifted me into leaving eventually. So um, yes, dis-ease <laughs> definitely causes disease that stays in your body and your organs. But in my particular case, I think it was all a part of that turning point, that giant thing that propelled me forward into where I was supposed to really go. And I mean, I, we all have pain and struggles and it's all relative. Like what, what my trauma is and what I've gone through in my life is still my trauma, even though it may not be anything compared to yours, right? Because it's, it's all our perspective and, and how we feel with what we're going through. But, you know, I do believe that it's so important that we, when we go through these things that we choose not to see ourselves as the victim. And that is so powerful that life is literally happening with you and not to you. Right. I do. I agree. And when I was struck with neuroline disease, Joe and I, my partner had been, he had a speaking gig in, in Italy and we had been there for a month and we were staying in a house that had toxic mold. And so this was like another phase. This was another point. Clearly I'm writing more books, but <laughs> for my, with my new insights. Right. But, um, that was the turning point that brought me to my knees. I didn't know that I had had neuroalignment in my body for 54 years, which explained a lot of the physical symptoms I had most of my life, which led to labels like you're crazy or a hypochondriac. So when I found out that's what I had, I cried. I just cried. I thought my whole life I've been trying to validate, you know, who I am and, and, and all that. And now in this moment, I know that it really was a, a problem. It was an issue. Um, but it brought me to my knees. I mean, I have a pretty strong faith. Well, I lost all my faith for two months. I was in the, the dark night of the soul. So, um, and that's a whole nother story, which I love because I'm developed, Joe and I are developing a healing course. You know, I really took that time. I have to share with your listeners when you're in the midst. And I love what you had said about everybody's challenges. There are people who have had way bigger challenges than I've had. But like you said, it's, it's important to each of us. And again, it's for each of us. What is the greater message? when I couldn't see for five or six months and I, I was in that, you know what, crazy panic and thinking I was dying because I was so ill, I had a choice. I mean, for about two months, I stewed in my fear and all that, but I finally made a decision to take action. You know, I, I worked with hypnotherapists and energy healers. I, um, I would get up and sing to Jason Mraz every day and move my body. I would do Donna Eden's energy work. I would paste affirmations all over my walls and the ceiling. 
I would stand in front of, you know, a picture on the wall that had audiences like I was back speaking again and I would act like I was speaking. I would videotape myself when I was at my I have chills. bottom and I would act, you know, it's like, I'm going to like, if I make it out of here, I'm going to have things that I can share with other people insights and they get to see me at my lowest moment. So that's, God, that is where our power lies. We have so much, I get chills too, because I have chills. Oh, I mean, constantly. I, people think they're powerless. And the thing is, is that we can't have anybody walk our journey. We can't have anybody give us the answers. We can get support, which is really important, but I don't want you to confuse the two, but we have to find that fire within ourselves and move forward and get the greater you know, message, even because mine was day to day, 24 seven, I wasn't sleeping. It was like an eternity every day. And this went on for almost a year and a half, two years. I'm about 80% better now. So you have to take the action. You have to play with it. You know, what can I do in this moment to feel better? What's working in my life? I have to share with your audience all these little tips and thank you for letting me go on. But when I was so sick and I couldn't see and nothing was working, I must've had 48 different horrible symptoms. I looked down one day and I was like, oh my God, my nails are growing. So you have to look for the good or look for something or look for whatever's working and put your focus there and then start doing things proactively to change your energy. Well, and I, you know, there's definitely a place for Western medicine, yes. but I love that we're getting to the time in the evolution of the consciousness the elevating of our planet that people are looking for answers and healing in other places. And I'm just curious with, you know, going through your healing with your, uh, with your neuro Lyme disease, did you do any Western medicine for that healing? None. Um, None. No. And I, I had, I did have, um, I had ringing ears that I almost took a gun to my head. It was, they were so bad and I still have them, but your, you know, your head gets used to it after a couple of years, it gets to be less. So I did go see uh, an ear, nose and throat specialist. So I, I love Western medicine for diagnostics for the most part. And then I love to do whatever I need to do holistically. When I had breast cancer, I actually did do Western medicine because I was in the middle of a major crisis and I just wanted to get it done. Mm -hmm. But um, so yes, Western medicine has its place. Um, but for neuro Lyme, I got neurofeedback. I was led to an amazing functional doctor who I knew nothing about. It only took me two months to find her and she had Lyme and she knew what it was like. She had had nobody that had symptoms as severe as mine, but she was my biggest cheerleader neurofeedback. I was on something called Desiree biologicals. I just did a Lyme podcast the other day for the first time and on it's called Lyme.360 um, and shared my journey. So, and it was a, it was, you know, part, if you're like me, part of me is like, well, do I do the Western medicine stuff or do I like, you know, which way is right, the right way you have to put your faith somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I put my faith with her and I actually had, like I said, about 75 to 80% healing. So, and I don't know a whole lot about Lyme's disease, but are there, I mean, does Western medicine even help? I mean, or is it basically <laughs> just about camouflaging and just making you able to function? God, that is such a great question. It's a great question. First of all, there, there's a book called Bitten. Everybody should read it if they're interested because there's a woman who has actually found research that it's a biological weapon. It is an epidemic. Western medicine does not love to acknowledge it. Now, if you're bitten by a tick and you get the bullseye rash early on, 
then you take antibiotics. For mine, I, I'm 62 now. I've had it in my body. I have, you know, I probably had it in my body for 54 years or 55 or 60, whatever it was. So once it's in your body and it's chronic, it's really hard to get rid of it. So um, yeah, uh, anyway, it's a long journey. <laughs> Okay, so, so, and I'm just thinking of other conversations I've had with people because I also had someone on my podcast, an astrologer mm-hmm. who is still getting over Lyme disease. I need to, I need to connect you guys. And um, she's doing amazing. And uh, something cranked hers up. So the, the mold where you were living, yes. is that what cranked yours up? So it was, it was, actually- it was hanging out in your, oh, you know what it was? I want to say she, said it had something to do with a parasite well that too yes toxic toxic mold will crash your immune system that's what happened to me and i didn't know what you know once your immune system goes so far down my adrenals were out my immune system was down from the mold and then on top of that i had parasites i had ebv cmv you know mycoplasma pneumoni i mean all these co-infections that a lot of us already have in our body anyway but many of them come with lyme um they were off the charts so a lot of things can cause it. That's why I also like to share with your listeners, it's super important to keep yourself, your immune system really strong um, because that's really our defense against everything. And if you have it in your body, because it mimics fibromyalgia and it, it mimics Parkinson's disease, it mimics so many neurological and physical things like arthritis, all kinds of things. And this is where Western medicine doesn't really acknowledge it. So. Um, it's crazy that they don't because it's an epidemic and so many people have it, but um, it's a, it's, it's a real, it's a real pandemic and it's been around it, it a is. long time. Oh, it is truly, truly. Yeah, and, and so there are Western MDs they're, they're called Lyme literate doctors. So you need to find functional doctors, Lyme literate doctors. And depending on your situation, like me, mine was chronic. Mine was not something from a bite that just happened. I would probably go to a Lyme literate doctor if I was just bitten and take the antibiotics because from my understanding, if you take them right away, it, it pretty much leaves. <laughs> it's when it's chronic that it's a problem. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. I'm hearing so much about, so much more about Lyme this day and age. And, you know, and they say it's, they say it's hard to diagnose. And I guess that the reason it's hard to diagnose is because it does mimic all those other things. It's expensive. The tests are unreliable. My functional doctor did a great thing, which I told the audience for the Lyme 360 podcast. And that was that her methodology is actually to test for Epstein-Barr, cytomegalovirus, mycoplasm, you know, pneumoniae. All there are several that are um, really big co-infections that always almost always go with Lyme disease. And so you take a blood test and when you see that your numbers are off the charts, then she has a clue that you have Lyme. And I would, I would say she's correct in almost every case. I've talked to some people who have gone to her office and contacted me. And so um, she, that's when she just starts to treat. And, and she was correct in my case. I mean, it's, functional doctors are expensive anyway. You know, it does not covered by insurance, but still just the cost of getting Lyme diagnosed can cost thousands and thousands of dollars. And then you're not even sure if you have the right diagnosis. So I, I, it was a whole learning curve for me. And I think this is one of my other callings right now to share with, with people. So thank you for letting me share it here. Yes. Yeah, so powerful. I'm just glad that we have this because if, if, if anyone is listening, that obviously is listening because they need to hear this about Lyme's, or if I have anyone that comes into my life, 
definitely going to have them listen to this episode and then um, connect with all these resources that you have, because that's how we help heal the world is to be vulnerable and, and to share our stories. So I want you to um, just share with the audience why it's so important that when you're navigating your life, that you learn to listen and follow that inner wisdom. And, you know, I talked about, I talk about this a lot. Um, I just turned 40 and I'm really at that place in my life where I'm tuned in and I'm listening to my, to my, to my higher self and, you know, my inner knowing and not the world, but I swear like in the United States, especially, but all over the world, you know, we just have this, this mentality and this programming that we go through life and it's just body and mind, body and mind, like overwork your mind, overanalyze everything, and then just work your body to death, you know, and we leave out that spirit part. We leave out the soul part. And that truly is our guiding compass, our guiding compass to wellness. And it speaks to us. Some people see things, some people hear things audibly, some people just have this sense of knowing sometimes it gets so bad that your body's screaming at you when you've got health issues, but explain why it's so important to listen to that inner wisdom. And I love that question because this is what more people need to tap into. You know, that weird feeling you get when you're driving down the freeway, it's like, you got to get off this exit and you're like, but, but I need to go there. And then you stay on the freeway and there's an accident ahead or whatever. Those are the things that you have to start deliberately tapping into. Is it hard to follow them? Yes, because we, we're not taught to trust, you know, the esoteric or we're, we're, like you said, we're taught to trust what we see in front of us, but we are so much more than that. And I started tapping into my journey on a deeper level because one day I had an experience with my daughter where I didn't listen to my intuition and I was right. And she was put in harm's way of something. After that, I started listening. I thought, you know, something's bigger here than I am and I need to, to really listen to it. And what I love is that when you start to listen, and I mean, like you said, your body, if your body's hurting anywhere, there are all kinds of energy processes you, processes you can do, but we hold energy, we hold pain, we, pull, we hold cell memory, we hold all kinds of things in our organs and our body. So our body is talking to us all the time. And also the reason I got to where I am now from where I was <laughs> is because I have to share this because it's so profound. Back in 2017, I had done all my summits and I had actually had a, interviewed my life partner, Dr. Joe Vitale. And we had this amazing energy between us, but we didn't know what it was and we didn't talk for another year. Um, and so after that, I was living in San Diego and I got this weird hit. I need to go back and live with my mom. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I got to close up my business, pack up my stuff and drive to Pennsylvania from San Diego. And so I felt into it and it was, it was a knowing. Okay. And I was like, well, I just saw mom. She's okay. So I don't know. So I packed up my stuff. I left San Diego. I, I closed down my business and I drove to Pennsylvania. Halfway across the, the country, my sister calls me and says, Lisa, mom has been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and she's dying. The universe knew I didn't know. And so I went back and I lived with my mother and I stayed there for, I don't remember what it was, six or eight months. And I cared for her completely. I was her caregiver. Uh, while she was going through this horrific bout of breast cancer. It was a gift to have that time with her. I would have missed it if I hadn't taken that hit. And 
during that period was when Joe and I became deeper friends. I started working on my book and I had wanted to do a book forever. My show, the Mindset Reset TV show fell in my lap. I was in the space of what I call, we're always in in a miracle space. We just don't realize it, right? Because we are a miracle. (laughs) Everything is a miracle. But I was in this space. And so when you take these tiny little baby steps that don't make sense or they lead you into the unknown and you're not even sure where you're going and you just say yes to it, which is hard to do, you're going to find yourself where you're supposed to be. Now that always evolves, right? But you get where you're supposed to be. Otherwise, you're resisting life. You're fighting against. You're listening to your mind, which goes in loops. It doesn't know any more than what it's experienced. It doesn't, it's not the esoteric. It doesn't have that information, the universal information. So um, it is a critical life skill. It is imperative that you learn to do that. Well, and I think it's also interesting too, that a lot of times people, they pass off these signs and these messages and these thoughts and these things, they pass things off as, oh, it's just my imagination. But what you don't realize is your imagination is your soul. Like you're being shown or told these things for a reason. And when you don't pass them off as coincidence or you don't pass them off as, oh, I'm just thinking of stuff. And you literally act on them. It's crazy. So I'm going out of town this weekend and, uh, and I just, something told me to go check the reviews of this hotel that I'd gotten just out of the blue. And I made a decision like within minutes to cancel that hotel and get a totally different hotel. And the reviews weren't anything abnormal. I mean, there was nothing that stood out to me, but something told me you need to switch hotels. Yes. yes. You would have been and, sorry. And <laughs> yes. And instead of overthinking it and being like, Oh, this is ridiculous. It's too much trouble. I just, I just listened. I just listened. Beautiful. And too many times we don't, we don't listen. And it's not, um, it's not just our mind making up stuff. And the clearer you get and the more in tune you become, that knowing just becomes so strong that you're not second guessing yourself. You're just fully trusting. Yeah. It's so weird because we forget who we are. We're not this. (laughs) this. <laughs> this yeah. is like a, an illusion. This isn't real. This is an experience we're having, but we're souls. We are souls and spiritual beings, and we have the power of the universe at our disposal. If you think about that, now you may not believe that, but I've experienced, I have pictures of angels in my pictures, wings that you can see and all kinds of things. I have experienced God, the energy, the universe, the so- source, whatever you want to call that, that energy. I've experienced it in my own life at my deepest moments. I know there's a, there's a great song that I just was led to uh, by one of my mentors the other day. It's called a hundred thousand angels. If you've never listened to it, listen to it. It's a great um, catalyst or connector to the other side. I mean, it really got me to remember all the times that I was in these bizarre situations when I was a kid, like when my, I was 16 and something happened to my car. And I pulled over to the side of the road and I didn't have cell, cell phones back then, right? That's before all that. And three guys in a car pulled up behind me and the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I knew I was in trouble. And I'm getting goosebumps again. Not two or three minutes later, a tow truck pulled up in front of my car and a man got out to help me. I had no call, no car. I had no cell phone. I, had, I called no one. It just happened. I'm buzzing. I've had so many of those experiences. What is that? something, someone is looking out for us, whether we think so or not. And, and we sometimes have experiences that we don't choose to experience. We would rather not have them. But again, I always believe we're being supported, watched over. We're getting messages. 
we're here to become more. Mm-hmm. If you want to become more, if you want to serve the world and you want to help other people, you have to become more awake and aware. So it's absolutely. And understanding, understanding in the past couple of years that everything is in divine time and perfect yes. order oh, God, has, has completely changed my life yes. because, you know, let's say you have an appointment and you're doing everything in your physical human power to make sure that you get to that appointment on time. But the school calls and your kid forgot his lunch or, you know, you're needed and you can't make it on time or you're stuck in traffic and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be late. Like this cannot happen. This is going to mess up my whole day. Instead of seeing it like that, it's going, oh my gosh, this is, this is divine. I'm trusting that I'm not getting to that appointment for some reason. And this is for my, this is for my protection and my highest good. That has completely changed my life. And my kids will generally say, let me guess mom, it's in the perfect time in the perfect order. And I'm like, <laughs> bingo, it is. Right. And when you trust that you just, you just, you, you let go of so much weight and heaviness of having to be and trying to be everything all the time. And you're just like, universe, God's first creator, it's got my back. It's all good. I love that. that. Cause even just you sharing that you can feel the, you know, you can just relax into it. It's kind of like, just it, it, we always push against because we're control freaks, right? We we think it has to be our way. Oh my gosh. But I mean, I was, I've been a, I've been a professional plate spinner my entire life. I'm, I'm, I'm creative. I'm creative. Like, I'm like, well, this, and how about this? And how about this? And how about this? And how about this? And and one of my intuitive friends said, Mike, she's like, you've got to set down the plates. You can only control what you can control. And that is, that is so freaking so, so amazing. But with that being said, learning to just allow things and just to get into the flow and trust the divine time, everything is in the divine time in the perfect order. Literally, I get stressed about very little. And yeah. I used to get stressed about so much. Yeah, me too. And, and the thing is, is that this journey is here to be easy you know, we are given this internal guidance system because we are loved and supported and we are not here without a manual. (laughs) We just have to tap into it. Divine timing is so perfect. Even my book, you know, I had written so many different beginnings of books and books and had all these ideas. And when the fire happened, of course, back then we had hard drives, you know, so everything burned up. And um, so it was kind of like, oh shoot, I have to start all over again. But in reality, when it was time, I literally channeled that book. It came forward. The pieces that I had been missing came into play. So sometimes it's just this matter of walking through, you know, and gathering more information. And then when it's time, like you said, it happens. And that is, thank you for bringing that up because that is so important. So incredibly important. Well, and that leads us to the last thing I want to discuss with you. And I know this is going to help so many people give us some tools and practices to support shifting our mindset when we go through these life challenges? Well, I, I want to give you, um, cause I'm also a resilience coach now. I've kind of, I'm rebranding. And so I, you know, when you really feel into who you are, when you describe yourself, that's your ideal client, right? Someone who's struggling and they, they need to be more resilient through life's adversities. And so number one, I always say to people, honor your feelings. Number one, we don't want to shove anything cause we shove enough stuff, right? So feel what you're feeling. You're human. You know, there are ways you can move through that with energy work. I really suggest Donna Eden's energy work, even just her routine. 
because when I did Qigong, it took hours. You want something that's simple, that doesn't take a lot of time that you can do several times a day. And it really helps to move the energy through, but honor those emotions, honor those feelings, journal if you want. Uh, the second thing I would say is reframe your thoughts. You have got to master your mindset and trust me, I'm still in the process. I do not have it down, but when something happens that you perceive as bad, you need to shift it around instead of, oh my God, this is, this is horrible. Maybe I'm going to die or I'm going to get sick or I'm going to lose my job and lose all my money, but you have to change it around to, this might be the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't even imagine what's going to come out of this. You know, you, you need to play, like you said, you're a creator, you're creative, me too, right? So we need to play the game, get into your cosmic three-year-old self and play a little bit with it instead of being so heavy and set in everything. Um, number three, take action. Nothing happens if you sit there and do nothing. So you ask yourself, you know, what can I do in this moment where I am right now? What's the next little piece, the next little baby step? Um, number four is have a support system. And number five is one of my favorite. I do a thing called, an, you can call it an evidence journal or a proof journal or whatever you want. We often don't remember <laughs> all the things we've already been through. And I'm not going to swear right here, but you are a bad beep because you really are. You've been through so much already. So if you take a journal and you take the time to sit down and look back your, over your life, what you've been through, the challenges you've had, you have survived 100% of them up to this day. <laughs> You're still here. So you are incredible. You are stronger than you know. And then also it shows you that little divine thread of like, you can remember, gosh, you know, somebody showed up in this experience I wasn't expecting or something came to me that I, I didn't know I needed in the moment. And it led to something else that led to my healing or it led to whatever. Use that journal to review your life and show what an incredible being you are, the strength and resi resiliency you already have. <laughs> and that whatever you're going through now, you can get through that too in the same way. So beautiful. That was so, so wonderfully said. Thank you so much. All right, well, tell our listeners how they can connect with you, where they can buy your books, all the good stuff. My goodness, thank you so much. Well, I'm rebranding, so my site is not up and running yet the way I want it to be, but you can still go to lisaawinston.com. Um, I have a couple of free gifts there. Also, if you want to read the forward and the first chapter of my book, um, I don't, I'll have to give you the link, but it's lisaawinston.com slash free dash gift. And you can get my, the forward in the first chapter for free. Um, you can also find me, uh, you can look up my, my TV show. It's uh, mindsetresettv.com, mindsetresettv.com. And of course, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm Lisa A. Winston, because there's a bodybuilder who is Lisa Winston. She stole all my URLs. <laughs> so I had to use my middle initial, <laughs> but you can find me. I'm out there. I have a lot of podcasts out and stuff too. So just check it out. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. This was, this was so, so amazing. I'm just, you so are a joy. Thank you. for oh, You're such you. a light and love. Thank you so much. And, and let me know how I can support you too, please. Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. We'll do this again soon. Oh, yay. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at the Meg Rock for more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home and maybe even coaching go to manifestingmarge.com. 
Repeat after me. I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.